welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle, all of us who are parents, Mm -hmm. so mothers and fathers, obviously when you have your children as they're growing up, you think back and hearken back to some of the things from your childhood. You like to introduce some of that nostalgia into your child's playtime sure. and development, right? And discover some things do not age well. Right. Oh, no, some things do not. Now, the one thing, one of the things, and I will not list them all because I would like to save them for <laughs> future episodes, but <laughs> point back to minute 79, mm-hmm. right? Like, here's the deal. One of my favorite things I had playing with my daughter Morgan mm. was Shrinky Dinks. Oh, yes. We found some Shrinky Dinks. Do- Actually, we were just cleaning out the garage. We found the Shrinky Dinks we made. So cool. It's they're okay and you know and now you don't need like if you have a toaster oven you're fine right <laughs> yeah. like toaster ovens completely fine and one of the things that i love is you can buy now the shrinky ding paper tons mm-hmm. of different places make it yep. you can put it through an inkjet printer oh print your designs on it oh we did this <gasps> all the time that you and then you color you let it dry yeah. and then you color it all in you make all different kinds of things we made we had so much fun for i think maybe a summer maybe two summers mm-hmm. just making tons of shrinky ding stuff this minute is one big long shrinky dink. <laughs> That's true. So, for those of you who don't know what shrinky dinks are, and like I can't imagine they're. Oh, either. yeah. So, shrinky oh. dinks are, were something that were big when we were younger. So, in the, I'd say in the late 70s, early 80s, they were a big thing. And they, their thing where they would have. Uh, like characters printed on them already, so you like having, and then they and they start they feel really thin like paper, and then when you put them in the oven for a certain amount of time, they would shrink, which is shrinky dink, that's where it comes from, and harden, so they would become like these small plastic charms essentially. Uh, anyway, so but they but you could draw whatever you wanted really big, and they would make make, make like this hard keepsake thing. They're really cool. And even I think Klutz put out a book about shrinky dinks that you could uh, oh, yeah. different designs yeah. and ideas and stuff too. So. Uh, what are we talking about? Why does this apply? Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, I do want to give a shout out. They were invented in 1973 by oh. two housewives oh. by the name of Betty Betty Morris. Oh, Betty, Betty. Who says we don't connect uh-huh, the dots. Right. And, <laughs> and Kate Bloomberg of Brookfield, Wisconsin oh. has a Cub Scout project with their sons. A couple of gals from Wisconsin came up with some shrinky dinks. Ain't that oh. something? That was good. Well, I lived there for like 10 years, so it's true. I know That's the area. Right. <laughs> shrinky Dinks, go on Amazon or something. Thank you to Betty and Kate yeah. for coming up with the Shrinky Dinks. That was so nice of you. Thank you, ladies. And here we are. So, And now here we talk about it with the Incredible Hulk. Here we go in minute 80 of Louis Leterrier's Incredible Hulk film from the far back year of 2008. So we, we're coming in after the Hulk has begotten the injection of the of the new solution, the antidote that uh, Stearns had been uh, hyping. And unlike most antidotes you get by meeting people on the internet, this one works. So as it's uh, pumping into him, we see almost immediately that the reaction, like the, the Hulk felt it, and now uh, everyone is seeing the results going on. So Stearns is checking the readouts, watching and seeing probably the concentrations in the blood as they're going down. Uh, Betty is focused on Bruce. So like Stearns is sort of like, more about the data. <laughs> Betty is like, are you going to bring back my boyfriend? From before, like we saw sort of, sort of top down, now we are starting with the feet uh, as the camera goes from the from the feet all the way up across where Betty is then sitting all the way up to the top and we see Bruce doing a shrinky dink. Like the Hulk is basically like like compressing down back into his, his Bruce sized shape. 
did you like the callback to the to the earlier part of the movie? Oh, we talked about when we first saw the Hulk for the first time in the bottling plant, and what's the shot we see? His, his foot. foot. That's right. Ripping and through now the shoe. we start with the feet. Yes. Yeah. And now we start with the feet. And it is. It's a really. It's this really is a really cool. nice. Again. Yeah. And the blood. Once again, we talk about like it's it, as the color changes. We see the green veins all th- and really thick veins all through his leg and up into his chest and even on his face. Uh, these really nice, you know, dark veins as the blood is slowly churning back into the right color. So as we saw, they they were what pumping out. The color changes in Hulk. Now they're reversing and getting it back to his normal peachy color. Well, and even when we say, I mean, I know a lot of times we talk about these shots, and I and we always say, like, look, we put this in the perspective of when it was done, mm-hmm. and we and you know, and I know we've been kind of critical of like certain scenes. Yeah. This is really no. This looks really good. I think the untransformation nice looks better than the transformation. Yes, absolutely. Some of like the, when it, when he, like the in that first one. So I guess that was what seventy eight or so uh, when he was doing like his full on like ah when it ends with the the I mean, it ended with the scream. Yeah, it's a little rough. I mean, like obviously it's it's not the easiest thing to make a, like a person turn into another person, especially one that's giant and green. Uh, but I feel like this transformation back looks like um, you, you watch it and go, yes, that's exactly what it should look like. Right. Uh, so then when it gets all the way back to the, and we even see some really nice color work. I mean, it's, I don't know if this is a, a different team or whatever that is taking the the green to the gray to the white almost, and then back to sort of his normal peach. We see that that slow color. I also like the fact that Bruce didn't be like, "Oh, hey guys, what happened?" Like he sort of like wakes up like, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> like oh, what, what? his long nightmare is over. He's woken up. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it says, uh, "I mean, I've, I've read a couple of the lines written down, but I really just love the hi, <laughs> hi." <laughs> That's the two of them are just like like, oh we. We made it through that thing. Oh, okay. Do you also notice just a nice little uh, callback here? Immediately kicks in uh, their love theme. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I know that's something we haven't talked. We haven't talked totally about, and, and you know, you know, as we've been finding our way with this. Yeah. The the soundtrack, which it doesn't have. I don't think it has the. It doesn't have a predominant theme that you could say. Oh, hear it and go. Oh, Hulk, right? Or, or yeah. specifically, Incredible Hulk from this movie. Mm-hmm. But this love theme, it does have a very specific melody, and you hear it start to seep into the scene. I thought that was really nice, too. Really nice. Again, nice bringing the full circle of what we've seen of their relationship in the past and now where it's trying to be repaired. Yeah. I also, uh, one of the things I like that Stearns is super excited about this whole thing. Uh, and he says, uh, "He says it's fantastic. <laughs> like he's so excited about this thing as as this horrible, traumatic, physical thing has happened to Bruce. He's like, oh boy, the data I collected. This is amazing. <laughs> I just love that he's this this amoral scientist that they have helping them. Oh, I think. Do you really? I think you get. You, I think you clearly get this in the last few minutes mm-hmm. that his motives are not pure." Mm, yeah, yeah, we're definitely seeing that he's he's definitely seeing them as test subjects and not as like people. Yeah, I mean, this is not no, and I mean, there's more yet to come, right? But th- I mean, I think this is pretty shown that he's he's definitely got motives that are just not very humane. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to be seeing that in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, probably previews, spoilers. But I also love this though, as we get to the final shot of them before we end the before the end the minute with the transition scene. Mm-hmm. Beautiful shot. Of, you know, Betty on top of Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bruce has got the, the, it's a profile shot. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's a little askew. Uh-huh. So you know something's not quite right. Yep. Right? There's that technique. Dutch angle. But you've got all the great, you know, vein work on mm-hmm. him, on his head and everything. You see all that. 
she just looks beautiful. She's looking at him so lovingly. Mm-hmm. He's just there, like taking it in. And then the blur in the back is Stearns, uh-huh. and he's just looking at them, not totally creepily, but dude, what are you doing? Here? Uh-huh. <laughs> Creeper. It's a nice. I again, I I got a special place in my heart for the composition of the scenes in this movie. Like I think that's nicely done. That is nicely framed yeah. in terms of a shot. And uh, as as any time in this movie, when something uh, nice or calming happens. We cut to the military. Oh, wait, what? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's I not, forgot. I mean, it doesn't end with them like, oh, oh we're, we're okay. No, it ends with helicopters flying over to Helicopters. York General Ross has arrived in NYC. I mean, an overhead shot of a street and helicopters start going from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. And that's the minute. That's the minute. That's literally when the minute ends. So that's it. Is that all we got to talk about? But no, Wait, because what? there's a deleted scene that How goes right in here. Because what? you're thinking to yourself, sure, we've seen like Bruce is now cured and everything's fine. But what is Blonsky doing? What is General Ross doing? And what is my favorite character, Major Spar, doing? Well, we got to find out. There's a another minute, another one. Once again, another grave injustice done to the character of Major Spar. What is I'm the deal you. with this? Thus, the I'm telling you this. The, the Spar Appreciation Society is in full effect here because she has another brilliant scene that's totally cut out of the movie. I have a real issue with this, too, because it shows something. Yeah. The character takes a turn yep. that I really was surprised at, and I'm and I'm disappointed, again, that these scenes are not in the movie. But anyway. Yeah, so if you want to find the deleted scene, uh, it's called On the Hulk Hunt. Uh, you can find it on the, the Blu-ray, uh, the digital release, or I believe you can track, track it down on the YouTubes. So in the lead scene, um, one of the things that's interesting is that we find out that the military and Ross have learned from their mistakes. Like they, this this new, they're going after him. They actually have a different plan that they had before. It's not just like, hey, let's put the, it's not uh, Operation More Bullets Part 2. Uh, they're actually going. They actually have a strategy for this. Uh, so they're I, I, and obviously uh, Spar lays it out. So I'm not going to do everything because you can watch the minute and find out what it is. But um, they basically their plan is they're going to try and catch him inside the building because they know he's in. Uh, they know they know he's with Stearns because they already have identified Stearns from the. If you remember back to the the Shield database going into the Matrix thing, then so they they figure they're in the lab too, so they they know exactly where he is. So they're going to try and take him inside if they can. If they can't, they're going to wait until he leaves and try and get him then. And they're talking about snipers, so they're probably going to try and trank him from a snipe position. If that doesn't work, they're gonna get, they're gonna pull back. Right. They're out. Like, okay, that didn't work. So what the, we're going to do, if that doesn't work, then what they're going to do is follow him with plainclothes officers until he gets to a remote location and then try and, and take him again. Holy crap. That's a good plan. Well, <laughs> except, though, do these plainclothes officers have hoverboards? <laughs> do they have jetpacks? Well, Maybe. Hey, you know, it's, it's if they're if they're using uh, Stark Tech, who knows what kind of stuff they have. Uh, oh. But he, she, she says, under no circumstances is Banner to be engaged directly. Whoa! Holy cow! That's I'm like, it's actually a pretty good plan. And you know clearly who like unanimous. This? You, know who, you know who doesn't like this plan? <laughs> Wait, what? No, there's someone who doesn't like that plan. Yeah, it turns out that uh, Mr. Emil Blonsky uh, is not a big part of this plan. Uh, so he asks a very simple question: What if he goes nuclear? Uh, you can do that, huh? Uh, and so uh, Ross has to be like, oh, oh come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, he's never turned unless he's been cornered or hurt. 
oh, okay. All right. So that's what you're going on. All right. He apparently he killed two cops in Idaho, but yeah, remember we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, if he runs, we fall back and we let him go. Oh my God! Ross says we yeah. let him go. Right. Uh, and then once uh, he says, "Not much of a rematch, is it?" Like he is looking for the fight. Yeah. Uh, and then so Spar like uh, goes in and says, "There's 1.5 million people in a three block radius. You want to take that thing out here?" And so and for a second, you see Blonsky go, "Oh." Oh yeah, okay. Like he like for you, the sanity resumes just for a second. Like oh right, soldier. Uh, don't want killing some people. Okay, right, cool, cool. I'm I'm cool. And then so <laughs> and look, Spar kind of like I, I wrote in my notes. Soto Voke. She like leans over to Ross. Like, are you sure about your boy? <laughs> Did you not think? Not to me. That's the craziest line in the scene. Oh, <laughs> because no wait. Because right there, subordinate to the. He's sitting. Ross is sitting down. She's standing over mm-hmm. him, and like she she's looks at him. She's the briefing to all these soldiers. No, she's do. She's done the briefing, and she looks at him and goes, "Are you sure about your boy?" Uh huh. The entire dynamic changes right there. Yeah, this goes and back I love to that, that moment. The, the, that deleted scene where where she rejoins the thing where where he's uh, where they talk about the cracks in the wall. This is a direct continuation of that thing of like of her being reinvested in this thing and, and yes. this, how their dynamic had changed and so like we don't see any of that in this she's just like literally there for exposition uh, yeah I don't I Major mean spar you deserve better no she re- I mean this is such a great scene yes I love it just for that and okay so Ross gets the last word of course because he's Ross and another great line which I don't know if this is Edward Norton line or or, or not but uh, he says I need a dog in the hunt that won't run from the bear if it shows up <laughs> like Okay, all right, that's pretty cool. He says, if we play this right, we'll never need to let him off the leash. Okay, you know what? Ross is being very tactical in this, and I kind of like that, that he's not, like, crazed. And it's like he actually has a different kind of plan for what it is. Now, I can understand why they cut that in terms of they want to have him be much more like Thunderbolt Ross by the time they get to New York. You know, not that he's the calm military who has a a definite plan that he's going to try and go through because we're going to see that his plan is not this plan at all by the time they get to New York. But don't we also think, though, he's 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 toning it down because now he knows there's real collateral damage that could happen with True. with his daughter? That, you'd hope so. I mean, you would think. I'd hope. Yeah. Okay, so can I make one addendum to this? There was one moment sure. where I thought, okay, no, I would have liked this to be the, the verbiage. Mm. When, when Blonsky says, what if he goes nuclear? Because mm-hmm. I'd never seen the scene before, and I was like, oh, wait, I totally want to see this happen. I wanted I wanted Ross to look at him and go, well, what do you suggest? And then Blonsky looks at him and goes, then we go nuclear. Oh. Yeah. And I thought that would have been pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Because then, then you could have had Spargo, are you sure about this? Yeah. <laughs> Looking between the two of them like, uh, I just can we that, turn the testosterone down? Yeah, I, no, I did. I did. I, I thought that's exactly where they were going with that. Because I'm like, well, that's, it. again, Blonsky, interesting phrasing coming out of his mouth, right? right? Right. I, anyway, it's still great. It's still great for the sparsing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great scene. I like. I, I wish they would have kept this in there too. Yes. I mean, after after seeing, after spending so much time with Bruce and Betty and the transformation thing. But I guess I having watched a minute eighty one, I can kind of see where they want to keep that rolling, and they don't have this because this uh, deleted scene is like a minute and a half long. So to keep the pace of of where they went in you know the last five minutes uh, up and, and what's coming in the next two. Uh, I can kind of see why they wanted to, you know, keep stay with Bruce and Betty because I mean, he, I mean, he's the main character. 
Totally. But anyway, so it's definitely worth checking out, though. I mean, I would say go online and, and try to track it down on the Hulk hunt. In the meantime. Kyle, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. We, I know we've, we've done all our talk about merch, right? Oh, lots and, of that. And, I, and, and there's just great stuff there. You know what I think it's time we have to really seriously talk about? What's that? A spar shirt. <gasps> oh. Who has made a shirt that could be a fitting tribute right. to this character who deserved more? Yes, this long-suffering character who put up with so much crap. And yet, it was so. Uh, I, I, there's no other character in the movie who has been so abused Maligned. by by having her scenes cut than Major Spar. Leonard, we, maybe. Well, could we do oh, a okay. Spar <laughs> Leonard shirt? No, Spar <laughs> deserves her own shirt. Okay, that's Leonard true. can have his own shirt too. But the Spar Appreciation Society demands merch, <gasps> and to see if that actually came true, the, the sack, the, the Spar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I haven't thought this through. <laughs> we we clearly don't ever think these through. <laughs> we need a better acronym. We demand a spar demands a better acronym than that. <laughs> We're on it. So and to find out what that is, because at this at the time of the recording, even we don't know. Uh, you can go to thenextreel.com slash merch. You can get whatever that will be, uh, along with other Marvel Movie Minute merchandise. So if you go to thenextreel.com slash merch, you'll find whatever that's going to be, uh, plus Marvel Movie Minute, Next Reel, and uh, who knows what other kind of things will be there by the time. And because uh, of the way we have things set up, you can get logos on whatever you want them to do. You want them on a phone case? You want them on a sticker? You want them on a magnet? You want them on a pillow that you can rest your head next to our screaming faces? You can do so. Nextreel.com slash merch. Check it out. So thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll see you back here for minute 81. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.